the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, January 24th. Happy Chinese New Year to all y'all out there. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Morning, everybody. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo. 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 The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. It's the drop podcast here on a Friday. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash no dunks inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. And don't forget to grab your official no dunks t-shirt at no dunks.com. All right, guys, on today's drop, we're going to briefly touch on last night's games. Whole lot of defense being played in the NBA last night. <laughs> uh, Tass has our worst of the week nominees and our winner. Can't wait. We got the nickname game. It's back, baby. It's back. Tweet of the night and so much more. But first, the all-star starters have been announced. Here they are, guys. In the East, your captain once again, Giannis. Your other forwards, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam. And your guards, Trey Young and Kemba Walker. In the West, LeBron, again, the captain. His bigs, AD, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard. And in the backcourt, Luka and Harden. I think overall, pretty well done. But do you have a snub? Is there somebody that you were at least shocked maybe made it into the uh, starting 10 or it should have been someone else? Can you make the case? Can you get worked up about it or is it fine? No matter if you get worked up or not, I think everybody in the universe, everybody in the universe will look at those 10 stars and say, hey, they should all be in the all-star game. Right. So it's not a big deal that they got in. But I would say the guy who's got snubbed is Kyrie Irving because I think the coaches, not me, I, I don't think – he should be in the all-star game at all, but the coaches are likely not to make him a reserve. Mm. I think if he was going to get in, mm. he would have gotten in as a starter and a starter only. He's played in 16 of his team's 43 games. That's not a lot, and that's 37% according to my calculator on my Apple Mac computer. <laughs> and if you look at the player ranking and the media ranking for Kyrie Irving, he's sixth among guards, so... I think the coaches will be in the same boat. So I think he got snubbed, although he said, if I was voting for an all-star game, I'd want to see me in there. <laughs> you know what? I would want to see Kyrie bring an all-star game. He, 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 so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I do want to see him. But the best ability is availability is what I've heard, and he hasn't been able to do that. Yeah. And also, I think as well, he uh, might rub up the coaches, a few of them the wrong way, too. Mm-hmm. Might true. rub them up. Yeah. So I, I don't think that helps his case. But personally, I think the biggest snub for this game or for this starting position was actually Kyle Lowry in the end. I swerved back on Kyle Lowry. Wow, okay. And, and uh, honestly, uh, I read Zach Lowe's all-star uh, uh, article there. Yeah. And he had him in there. He made a strong case. You know, Kyle is just a great player. He missed a lot of games with injuries, but he really has been brilliant this season when he's played for the Raptors. And I think the respect factor comes in there as well. And not to disrespect Trey Young for what he's doing on a bad team here in Atlanta, but I think Kyle Lowry has kept his team. Uh, you know, Siakam's been great. They had a lot of great contributors. But I love the heart and the hustle that he plays with and the energy and the determination. And sometimes that can be enough to sort of, when you are trying to, you know, find a reason to pick one guy over another, that's that's what I would like to see. So I uh, I think Lowry will get in anyway. I think he's going right. to make it. The coaches are going to put him in there. Um, but I think the respect vote, the sort of legacy vote, whatever you want to call it, I think... I would have liked to seen Lowry get it this season do, because of everything he has achieved. Something that sort of Tass was talking about. Do you think Trey Young is a deserving all-star, maybe not a starter, but an all-star 
this year? Yes, I do. Okay, I do. I'll so come then, around on then that. it comes down to you really truly care who starts the All Star game. Like, does that matter to you at all? Uh, whether you know you're an All Star selection, but do we ever go? Oh, he was a ten time All Star, but he uh, <laughs> he only started three times. Oh, I don't know about that. Like, we don't. Right? You care about it in the moment. You care yeah. about it while it's happening up until this week, and we care about it this week, and then we'll care about it at the draft, and then we'll just look at the Basketball Reference page, and it says All Star. Right. That's all you, that right. really matters. And yeah, Trey Young is a deserving All Star because. The East guards are really tough to pick, honestly. I think it, that you see Bradley Beal finishing second in the player rank. That, to me, just says there are no great candidates because Bradley Beal's candidacy for an all-star berth is the same as Trey Young's. It's the same as Zach Levine's. You're playing on a bad team. You're taking all the shots. You're the main offensive guy. But Bradley Beal has been there doing it for the longest, so he finishes second among players. Right. I will say, though, with this starting spot, I think it means something to the players because it's kind of like all-NBA first team. It's Even though you're still an all-NBA player if you're second or third, first team just gives you that little bit more. And I think being a starter as well, the players would like that a little bit more. And okay. you're, you're right when we go back and evaluate. Yeah. You only see 11-time all-star, whatever. But I think if you're Kyle Lowry, you, he's probably looking at Trey Young saying, Come on, man. He's in his second season. Like, I've I've been around this league a long time. I've achieved a lot more. I'm more deserving. That's just my... Yeah, well, totally. play, players players care. Yeah. I mean, Bradley Beal told Chris Haynes this week, uh, after seeing the you know the voting come down, he told him on, on his Posted Up podcast that fans shouldn't vote. <laughs> well, because <laughs> yeah. he cares. He cares <laughs> yeah. that he's, he's not in the all game. he ninth in fan voting. Yeah, and he, as you said, he finished second uh, in, in uh, what is that, the... Player, player, player. So that's going to be an, an indicator of where the coaches vote him too, right? I, I think. I think they probably put him in because he's been there before, because he's a two-time All Star. They always like to vote the old dudes. Definitely. No, you're right. I just back to the the Trey Young thing. My point is, I can't get myself too worked up about him. Um, being voted as a starter if I also then believe he's just going to be there anyway. Like, yeah, if you don't think that, then sure, then you're upset. You're like, how can a guy be a... Yeah, he's got awesome stats, but uh, he's maybe one of the worst defenders in the league, and his team has won 11 games at the bottom of the barrel. Like, okay, if you don't want him starting, well, then then to me, you sort of got to leave him completely off your team. But there's a lot of like this, like, he doesn't deserve to start, but yeah, he's probably still an all-star. Like I, I mean, I, like I just heard That's Simmons true. and Rosillo and and House do all that. They're like, got all upset about what a guy like Trey Young winning means something. And in the end, when they were making their final picks, they're like, yeah, Trey Young's still an All Star. <laughs> so it's like, who cares then, really? Honestly, the the thing, good thing for him is that he is an Eastern Conference backcourt player, and it's such a wishy washy spot. It's the weakest of all four positions here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. If he was a, let's say he was a Western Conference front court player with the likes of LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Jokic, Paul George. And maybe he doesn't get an Ingram. There's there's tons yeah, of dudes. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. But but then, yeah, I understand where the, the arguments come in because now he's battling Lowry, Levine, Simmons, like he'll Beal. Yeah. If if he right. wasn't a starter on your team, then he's he's sort of a a borderline guy. But I think also I guess a loser in all this is uh, you know, the players and media voted Zach Levine pretty low. I think we're a loser because he's not going to be an all-star. Doesn't look like if mm. if that's an indicator, and I think he's not going to be in the dunk contest. That's mm. just a guess, but I think he's going to be angry. He sees a guy like Trey Young get in his first all-star game. Zach Levine has not been an all-star. He's balling. It's in his hometown. He said he'd rather be in the dunk contest if he is an all-star as well. 
That doesn't bode well for us if we want to see old Zach on Saturday night. But yeah. who knows? Oh, you're going to see him. He's going to do the three-point contest. That's, <laughs> that's going to be the thing. It's going to be like, oh, boy. Well, hopefully he wins that. Yeah, uh, yeah you, we were talking about here. The two biggest discrepancies in the NBA All-Star voting from fans to players to media were that Kyrie, because he was voted second by the fans, but only sixth by the players and the media. And then Beal, voted ninth by the fans, but second by the players and fifth by the media. Um, I'm also like, look, I'll throw a little love to Jimmy Butler. I know when we were making all, our all-star starter selections, you know, it was, well, who do you have as, uh, we know Giannis is there, but then who are the other two guys is, uh, of Embiid, Siakam, and Butler? Because Butler, I mean, the whole thing here too is Butler, if he was a guard, then this is all perfect. Exactly. Then we're all happy. We're like, oh, Jimmy Butler's the second guard with Kemba. We're good to go. But he's not. He was a forward on the ballot, and he finished fourth in the fan vote for front court third in the media vote so they actually had him above Siakam um, but he was not in the top five of the player vote so then in the end he sort of fell and he was below Bam Adebayo yeah Yeah. his own teammate that was a surprise to me that really was too to me Um, but you know look he I again he's gonna be there so I, I I can't get so so upset about it like there's if he is not selected by the coaches then wow then all right we'll go you know like Charles I won't be going to Chicago I'll say it um, <laughs> but he will be so it's it's it doesn't really matter the players voted Bam Adebayo yeah. ahead yeah. of Jimmy Butler either they're watching Miami Heat games or they don't like Jimmy Butler one well <laughs> yeah it could be the, the latter there quite yeah. a bit I, I think it's fair to think um, these reserves by the way the coaches pick them they're gonna be announced next Thursday on TNT We'll have a bonus podcast on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, where we make and debate our reserve picks. I like that we now know the starters, and now we're forced to pick, you know, seven from each conference. So that'll be fun. But let's play, uh, you know, a little hypothetical here. We know the captains have to pick first when they do the draft from the starters, right? So LeBron, he's going to have the first pick. He's on the clock. Who will he take? From these, uh, you know, eight other starters, they obviously can't take Giannis being the other captain. It's gotta be Anthony. Yeah, Davis. for sure, Anthony yeah. Davis. For yeah, sure, it has for to sure. be. Even though he was joking with Kristen Ludlow yeah. last night after the game. Yeah, I can't imagine he's going to pick someone who's not his teammate, who who's a free agent this summer as well. And, and he uh, took Anthony Davis last exactly, year. Exactly. So I mean, that, that yeah. interview there with Kristen, yeah, maybe maybe he's trying to build it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was but, funny. Uh, yeah, there's no way he's not going to take his own teammate. Which is too bad. It's too bad he can't draft Giannis and start tampering. It's too bad that he is going to take Anthony Davis first, which means he's not going to take Luka. Another tampering opportunity. There are a couple of big swings that LeBron could be taking during this draft that he's not going to be able to because his teammate is there. He's got to keep that bond strong. And there's nothing that's a bigger diss than being picked last or lower than first in an (laughs) all-star. You don't want to. I mean, he could really set the internet on fire if he took even Kawhi. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he might want to tick, pick Kawhi because he hates going up against Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that's good. Even in an All Star, exactly. Game. Yeah, LeBron ain't afraid. He's a uh, he's perfect right now as Team LeBron as captain of the All Star game. He's two and zero. Oh, that speaks well to his drafting skills and uh, his play on the court and leading those guys to victory. So Giannis is the one that really needs this because LeBron beat Curry the first year and then Giannis last year and. It'll have those two going head-to-head. I wonder who Giannis will take first. Like, I, I, I'm with you guys. I think AD is the number one pick. Then Giannis goes. Where does he go here? Does he go Luka? Oh, yeah. Right? I does think he so. Go, does he go Kawhi? I think he goes. Interesting. Yeah. Does he, maybe he sticks with, uh, I think he took Embiid very high last year when yeah. he was drafting again, so maybe he goes there. But is Embiid even playing? Who knows? So. Yeah, I, th- I think he goes Luka, actually. Luka's yeah. been uh, the star this season, and he wants to have him on his team. They'll, they'll work well together, so... I think he goes east. 
He keeps it east. He, and keeps, keeps it, it uh, east. And, <laughs> and keeps it Team Africa, possibly drafting Joel Embiid and Pascal yeah, Siakam in that hopes. So, yeah. Uh, I saw this question from ESPN. I think it's a fun one. Because we have three first-time All-Stars that are starters, right? I think I have that right in Luka, Siakam, Siakam and Trey Young. Yep. Who is going to be the next player to be a first-time All-Star starter? If you're like, is it Zion? Is it someone else? All-Star starter. Yeah, like if, who would be the next person down the line? I thought that was a fun question. I like Zion Williamson. John Morant or Zion, I guess. It's, They're in the mix. It's not that I, I would say a Beantown boy could definitely be in the mix. They do obviously quite well in voting. Maybe a Jason Tatum next yeah, season if he call. actually takes over and is the number one guy. I suppose he could sneak in there, though. I guess the front court in the East is kind of unsettled. Like, I mean, you're not guaranteed to be voting in Siakam and Embiid every single year. Yeah, maybe a Donovan Mitchell could sneak in next season if he has a great season because he's. But he could make it as a reserve. Right? Oh, this okay, right? So then yeah, that yeah, would yeah. Uh, wipe mm. him from the board. Same with like a Bam or something like yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, if he yeah, makes yeah. It. But mm. no, Sabonis, even you know, that's the tough part of that. But like, it's really looking at next year. Who doesn't make it this year? Could be starting like a Luca or a Trey. Yeah. I think Zion or Jaw. Yeah, Jaw. Jaw's probably your, the. Are your two favorites yeah. there? You would, uh, yeah. Ultimately, he would have to take James Harden's spot, right? Because Luca ain't going nowhere no. from those Western no. guards. But yeah, maybe there'll be a little bit of a a backlash against James Harden. You got to score forty, or unless you <laughs> if you want to start in this game, son. I did like that. Uh, I guess it was the media. They only voted when they were looking at their Western Conference backcourt. They only picked from three guys. It was Luca, Harden, and Lillard. Got all the votes. But then it looked funny because there was like they had on the graphic on TNT last night when they were announcing uh, yeah. it, Westbrook is fourth. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> Westbrook is fourth? What is the media doing? But it was just because Westbrook was tied with everyone else because no one else got a vote mm. Yeah, in fourth place from the media when it came to the West backcourt. I thought that was pretty funny. It was weird. It is weird when you look down the spreadsheet yeah. and the players vote for everybody because – I guess that's what they do. They just—they literally gave a vote to everybody, like twenty-one guys. I think it seemed like they voted for twenty-one guys in most cases. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong spreadsheet. But they did more <laughs> voting than the media. I thought if you're a voter, you vote. You vote all the way down the ballot. But I guess you just voted for the starters, and you said, "Yeah, no, that's seven. all you do." Yeah, yeah, okay. you just pick oh. your guys and you lock them in, and no one was taking Westbrook or Mitchell or Booker or Morant or Chris Paul or Russell or Curry. Like, when, yeah. when it came to the media making their picks, yeah, which is a no-brainer. It should be from one of those three guys in your Luca, your Hardens, or your Lillard. Yeah, but the Eastern Conference guards is the the spot where everybody got votes from the media. Jalen Brown got a starting vote, right? And right, a bunch of people, and that goes to speak again to like just how sort of open ended it was, and in the weird way, sort of Trey just sort of fell into it because he had such a fan vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was a big part of it. Um, but look, he should be uh, pretty fun in the All Star game. So goes to show you, fans like three pointers. Ben sure. Simmons is fourth in player voting, third in media voting, but eighth in fan voting because you know. People want to see those threes. So if people tell you that too many threes is the reason ratings are down, too many threes is the reason the guys are at the top of the voting here. Mm. People actually like three-pointers. Trey Young is the first All-Star voting here. What did you guys think of the All-Star weekend uniforms we saw? whole bunch of them. We got the uh, the red and blue All-Star game ones, the purple and orange Rising Stars ones, the green and pink Celebrity game ones, and then the yellow and the brown <laughs> Nike NBA Cares uh, Special Olympics Unified Game ones. DHL versus UPS, yellow versus brown. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love them. Uh, they look awesome. I'm going to try and pull some strings to get some orange Chicago shorts, no doubt about that. I thought the All-Star Game ones were yeah. kind of my least favorite of the crew, but uh, 
I, I, can't get, I can't get mad at a nod to Chicago, even if the, the six-pointed star looks a little weird out there. Kind of looks uh, Yeah, with the like NBA logo almost, in there, yeah. yeah, it does look a little strange. I, they are pretty basic, i got to be honest. The red and blue, just all-star game jerseys. Uh, they got pinstripes, I guess. <laughs> you know, they're fine. They got pinstripes. Um, but they're better than the black and white ones. You like them more? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. They should be something funky. I do love the uh, the purple world Rising Stars ones and the orange USA ones. Those, I think those oh, are yeah. awesome. Uh, you can't buy those, though, the team. Really? Yeah, the world and USA jerseys. Hmm. I've never seen them uh, be able to purchase them online anywhere. Um, I'm sure someone at Nike could hook you up, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. But, uh, God, I would love a world one. A little Shea Gilgis Alexander world one there. Oh, <laughs> come on, Lee. Beautiful color. Yeah. Is Brown making a comeback? I mean, was Brown ever at the top of anyone's <laughs> list? I guess comeback's not the right word. Maybe Brown's on the rise as a color. So? Is Brown having a moment? <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but soon. This is the start. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I just imagine somebody walking down to the pool, full NBA Brown <laughs> uniform, <laughs> just kicking back. I was thinking, man, like, this is cool, man. Brown uniforms. I'd love to have a pair of brown shorts, but then I'm like, I have khaki shorts. What's the difference, really? Oh, I just thought of it. You know, it's unfortunate. I said celebrity game were, were the green and pink jerseys, and then that the Special Olympics game is the yellow-brown. Man, we could have had a green versus brown. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. celebrity game or even the special games. Like, oh. compost. That would have been awesome. The compost bowl. bowl, yeah. Oh, my compost God. Compost cup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just promoting composting all around the world. That's what <laughs> it's about. That's right. It's Green Week. God, I would love Every to be in there. Every week in the NBA. Uh, all right. So that's enough for uh, the All-Star starters. Again, on Tuesday, we'll have a special podcast where we make our picks. We will officially be the last people in the media to make our All-Star picks. <laughs> Let's Best do it after the draft. You want to do it after? Yeah. <laughs> Here's what should have been. <laughs> okay. We can do that, too. All right. Um, just quickly, last night's games. Again, I was joking. Uh, not a lot of defense because there, there sure wasn't. Uh, uh, Lakers 128, Nets 113. Lakers hit 19 threes in this one. Um, looked like a cool game, though. I mean, it's just to stick with the aesthetic look. We've talked about it before. That court. Then you get that other team in there with a pop of color. That yellow, the Lakers, gold, whatever. Whew, looks so cool. But what did everybody think of this one? Lakers, Nets, uh, close. And then the Lakers just went on a massive, massive run at the end of the third and then into the early fourth. The Lakers shot exactly 50% from the field, exactly 50% from three, and exactly 75% from the free throw line well, last you night. You like that, dude. Wow. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, to have it so precise like that. <laughs> uh, it, it just felt like a, a three-point shootout, actually. Yeah. Last night, I, I felt uh, Wilson Chandler was on fire. He, he knocked something early. But, uh, yeah, the Lakers, just it just felt that anytime they needed a basket, they – Someone hit a three. <laughs> yeah. um, nice. And, uh, you know, that was that's the Lakers, one of their strengths that they have. They have they have guys who can knock them out. Jared Dudley hit that one at the end of the third quarter. Third quarter yeah, yeah. And he the, celebrated like he won crazy. a title. Yeah, I mean, it was very funny. <laughs> Looking like bumper cars out there uh, bumping into everybody. But he went nuts. It was a cool pass from Rondo, yeah. actually, to set that up, too. It and then at the terrible. start of the fourth, it's, LeBron it, had an awesome pass, too. It's terrible watching Jared Dudley celebrate, though, right? What do you mean? He's literally not jumping. Like no, he, no. He's, <laughs> like you, when you, so you call it bumper cars. It's, yeah. you know, jumping up, hitting bodies, you know, banging into your teammates. He jumped, jumped. And it, I throw the jump in air quotes because he jumped right. six times. He hit six guys, but it's literally he doesn't get off the floor. Uh, but that, even that Rondo pass was was a beauty pass to him for that, that left-handed Rondo lob just over, over a guy. Rondo was great with the passes. Yeah, he threw uh, some beauties yeah. last night. Him it, and LeBron were throwing unbelievable dimes. Especially when the Nets aren't 
on a string defensively. No. It makes the passes look better. I, the impressive part was the Lakers turning on the defense when they needed to from the third into the fourth mm-hmm. and doubling Kyrie or Spencer Dinwiddie. And maybe Kyrie is right. They need another guy to be able to create a bigger guy. Hey, maybe they need Kevin Durant. If he's out there, I think they probably, uh, they're probably pretty good against yeah. this Lakers team. But it's good for the Lakers. That bodes well. They could just shut down guys when they need to. Yeah, they can really just shrink the court by putting a whole bunch of size out there. Dwight got the start last night, so it's Dwight, AD, and LeBron, which is a pretty formidable front court because Avery Bradley and Danny Green are then able to kind of hound the ball handlers, and then you got to deal with LeBron being sort of a free safety to help there. And then, of course, Anthony Davis and Dwight are going to be at the rim. That's tough, especially when you're getting so many three-pointers off the bench as well. So a really great team effort for the Lakers last night, and the, the Nets – they're not looking good. They no. could use the all-star break. Yeah, they could. And, and until the Lakers started playing defense for a stretch there to take control of the game, it did feel like an all-star game oh, <laughs> like man. because of just the no defense being played and, you know, the three-pointers flying left and right and just, like, all these little hook passes and stuff. Like, it was it was pretty chill on the defensive end until, until again, yeah, the Lakers really locked in for a little bit there, and that was enough. 80s block on Kyrie, though. Oh, ooh, ooh, my yeah. God, that He's highlight there. looks awesome. He looks so high. I know it's the angle a little bit, but he is super high as well because the guy's a giant, too. Fully wow. extended, though, oh. as well, like that, yeah. That was... it, like, his hand looks like it's at the top of the backboard. Yeah. I know it's not, but, my God, it's unbelievable. I like their little exchange they had there, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty funny. Uh, LeBron closed within 17 points of Kobe for number three on the NBA's career scoring list with that little flurry he had in the fourth. So he can pass Kobe on Saturday in Philadelphia. Yeah, Where I think Kobe that's, that's a was, lock. Grew up mm. in Philly. Excited yeah, and I, and I think uh, LeBron has, like, mapped this out, too. He's like, I'm doing this uh, achievement on the road so we don't have to, like, put the Lakers fans back at home in any weird spot, you know? They're playing the Clippers on Tuesday mm. in L.A. It'd be way Maybe better. he just chills on Saturday, nah, gets nope, exactly 16 nope. points. He wants to do it on the road is my point. He, yeah. he doesn't want to – there might be some booze from those Kobe stands for all he knows. He's like, let me do it on the road. It'll be fine. I agree. But it would be way better if he did it at <laughs> home. Uh, it was nice to see a little LeBron stretch there in the fourth quarter of just old LeBron – not old LeBron, like last year LeBron or the year before LeBron, where it's just it's unstoppable. Yeah. Even the jumper, and that that's that's always fun. Where he was when he's like, got the fadeaway going. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that <laughs> one he hit. He the hit corner. A, yeah, yeah. Like Kyrie, the one. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, then also like Dinwiddie matched up on him once. He's like, uh, I'm gonna put you into the rim here. <sighs> yeah. He just took over. You're right. Uh, and it's funny, just how playful the Lakers are. You know, maybe off of that Dudley thing and the way Rondo's playing and stuff. Like the dichotomy right now between the Lakers. And the Clippers, with that article coming out on The Athletic about the friction, whether you believe it or not, because Patrick Beverly says fake, fake news, but it is a, it's <laughs> quite drastic, right? Um, and it's probably the opposite of what people would have assumed 100%. coming into the NBC season. You would have think it would be the Lakers that would have the, the drama and stuff like that, possibly, um, and not the Clippers, and it's, it's flipped here, which is, uh, which is strange. I mean, did you guys get a chance to read the article? Yes. I, we don't need to go along on it, but... It's good. Interesting. Pretty thorough. A lot of uh, sites, a lot of sources. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, does it, does many it, sources it, cited. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's, there's a lot of info from Sam Amick and Jovan Buha, uh, but I, I just don't, uh, is there a lot of substance? Like what, what, so they, you know, the recount that Montrez Harrell got mad after a game when they got pounded at home. Right. And Doc Rivers tried to put him in his place and say, hey, keep that in, in, indoors. Internally, and so, yep. um, I mean, that's really it. A guy, 
verbally got mad. Is there anything else that makes you say, hey, that I, I guess the guys get a little bit of a a longer leash because they're stars, which happens, preferential treatment, I guess oh, I wow. should say. Wow, shocking. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, so, yeah, but you should anticipate that if they're coming right. in. And I think the other thing that comes out is that Harrell, they make it seem like a, he's going only for his stats because he's in a contract year guy. Yeah. That's the other big takeaway, I yep. would say. And I think a few other guys are just feeling that they have to you know, accommodate Kawhi and Paul George and whatever those guys want, which, again, that's what the Clippers basically got these guys for. Hey, we'll do whatever you want. Yeah. And that does rub a few other guys up the yeah. wrong way because yeah. people are like, hey, last year, man, we didn't have to do any of this and we were very successful as far as winning games and then we, we played well in the playoffs. So if it all, it's it's kind of like the, the Raptors they last season. If it all works, then at the end of the season, you're like, see, yeah. it was worth it. Of course. But if uh, if something goes wrong and they do, you know, let's say they get knocked out in the second round, then I think these sorts of things, then people start saying, well, see, you did this and you did that. And and uh, and more people will, will want to talk then, I think. So, but yeah, it's good. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Everybody, I likes, liked it. everybody likes drama. Yeah. And that's why it was a, a, a highly read article. Yeah. But in the end, I, I I didn't find a lot of anything that really swayed my opinion on, on the Clippers locker room being anything but a, a pretty good locker room. And like you said, preferential treatment, it happens in the NBA. I would like to see it happen less in general. Not that I see it on a day-to-day basis, but, I, you know, I don't think guys should get a lot of preferential treatment. They're part of the team, and I like that sort of everybody's on the same level type idea. But it, like Kyrie Irving didn't talk to his teammates for two months. They won a championship. Like guys, <laughs> right. it just happens in the NBA, and that's the way it is right now. And I don't think this doesn't doesn't deter me from thinking they're winning the championship at mm, all. Interesting. Uh, I, my favorite part from the whole article was finding out that Kawhi hangs out with all the guys playing cards, but never plays. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and just reminds what... me of like guys in high school that were always doing that too, and I loved it. Like, the, do you want to play? No, 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 I'm good. Just but watch... always sitting there watching you play hard, so watching play <laughs> euchre. <laughs> I don't and know, I like something it. about that kills at me. At some point, you either like uh, I can't stand being around yeah. these guys if I'm not playing. <laughs> Or you just say, all right, I'm in. I'm in. Just deal me in, yeah. guys. Let's get into nope. it. Because, yeah. Not Kawhi. Yeah. Nope, he's fine. I'll just sit here. Uh, just final thing with the, the, the Lakers' victory. I wanted to point this out. Frank Vogel and his staff will coach Team LeBron after the Lakers clinched. Um, at least a tie for the best record in the West through games played on February 2nd. So It's pretty amazing Vogel. for Frank Vogel. After he was fired from Orlando, you wondered if he was going to coach in the NBA again, and yeah. now he's back coaching maybe you know certainly one or two of the best teams in the league and now he's an all-star coach again because he was once the all-star coach there with uh, the Pacers right back in the day so uh, it just shows you know things can turn around never give up never <laughs> give up <laughs> you think uh, Frank wants to coach the all-star game yeah I think, think so chill no I think I think Frank likes those things you know <laughs> because Frank, uh, look, look, Frank look, to be honest Frank, Frank Frank wouldn't likes. even <laughs> Frank wouldn't even have this job if Ty Lue uh, accepted it, remember? Oh, yeah, he was like the second yeah. or third, third Well, I think Monty and Ty Lue were their first two. Yeah. Monty signed with Phoenix, yeah. and then Ty Lue was like, give me more money, and the Lakers said no. And Frank was like, all right, I'll do it, and now he's coaching the All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he likes those things. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good, like, I think he likes beaches better, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nah, he's, he's in L.A. They're always on the beach. <laughs> to tie these sort of two things together, we're talking about the All-Star starters, we have a rule in place with the coaches. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can't coach the All-Star game in consecutive years that's right like if you had the best record by whatever the cutoff date is right like you only if you do it back-to-back years like if you're you know steve kerr obviously comes to mind you only get the one right then it has to go to somebody else do you think we should do that with the captains of the all-star game as well right like because now we got lebron and Giannis again they're the leading vote getters in their conference but should it 
Should it be like the coach's rule? Hmm. To give somebody so you give it to then the second guy? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. LeBron and Giannis, they would still have the overall yeah. votes. Um, but because of the rule, if you put it in place like the coaching thing, hmm. then it goes to the next guy. Luca, you're up in the West, and uh, I have no idea who it would have been in the East. Maybe Embiid? Ju- I'm not it, sure. It, maybe Embiid, I think. Maybe? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Hmm. No? Stupid idea? Who no, cares? Well, you know, I, like, I like what you're saying. <laughs> okay. I don't hate it either, actually. <laughs> I just like, give some other guys a chance on the mic. Right. Because right. oh, Luca was funny last night. They're like, ah, you know, you play at your own pace. He's like, if I could play fast, I would play fast. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, well, speaking of Luca, he helped his team get the victory last night. Mavericks. They hit 22 three-pointers. Better than the Lakers, 19, to beat the Blazers, 133-125. 43 combined threes. Hey, you like threes? There was a lot of threes. That's actually that's crazy now looking at this. The Lakers had the fewest threes in the TNT games last night. They had 19 threes. <laughs> 22 for Dallas and 21 for Portland. Another 21 for uh, the Nets. That's, that's a lot of threes. Wild. Um, Dallas and Portland tied a record for 43 combined threes, by the way. That ties the NBA record. Yeah. Weird. I, I mean, mean, it feels like it would be more than that. It feels like it. Yeah. Would. But that is a lot. <laughs> I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I'm with you guys. It feels like, how have we not hit like 50-55 or something like that with a Rockets game and somebody? Um, the Mavs played uh, Porzingis at center a, a lot more in this one, obviously losing Dwight Powell and figuring things out. Maxi Kleber had a nice roll to the rim, nice dunk there, Trey. Must and a couple of that. threes. That's right. And a nasty fall at one point. Yeah. Doing it all out there. Um, but KP with uh, 20 points, five boards, and he shot three for four. One of those was deep. Lillard did his best. <laughs> Poor guy. Got the woe boy, but, uh, you know. He, he tried to keep him close and did. At, at for the you know they got back into this game, but in the end they're just too short on guys. Even I mean Trevor Ariza was starting and playing well for crying out loud. Gary Trent Jr. hit six threes. Yeah. Like I mean uh, the guys that they had were were doing the, the most that they could. It's just they do not have enough, especially when CJ McCollum's. And up. they can't really stop anybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean the, sure. the fact that Ariza played thirty six minutes and was maybe their second best player is not good for Portland. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, obviously, yeah, with all the injuries, of course. Yeah, that's N- the you know, thing, Nurk yeah. hopefully coming back somewhat soon. Okay, Colin is out. McCollum with the ankle. Um, yeah, there's just not enough bodies right now to keep the Blazers there. But they're still they're holding on for dear life. They got if Nurk comes back, and obviously CJ comes back from the ankle, and they can just string together some stops and maybe win some games then there's a chance but uh, they're a fascinating team to watch here of course at the deadline and whether they yeah. just like sort of pack it in and say well not our year uh we'll we'll run it back next year for the most part and see where we go but or, or make some moves who knows well damian lillard is just fun to watch 61 before this night and then 47 so he had 100 points over 100 points in a two-game stretch that's pretty cool first time in franchise history that's for pretty the Blazers. cool not a surprise there what do you guys think of the twitter moment Fans are calling for more help for Damian Lillard after that. another big game. I saw that this morning. I, I mean, <laughs> you're definitely seeing we got to get Lillard some help. It's not we got to get Lillard out of there. I think people uh, recognize Lillard's bond with Portland, yes. but it does feel a little bit like we're coming to the end of this this era of the Blazers. You know, they went through. They had their team last year, which had been around for basically four seasons, and they kept getting close, getting close, getting better in the playoffs switched them things up this year and it has not gone well so you wonder how soon they're going to move on to some sort of a different look here where Lillard is paired with some other star I mean I don't know if CJ McCollum's trade value is super high right now uh, but they got to be thinking they got to be thinking of a of a new pathway here yeah it's very possible the final game from last night was Wizards Cavs I'm sure not a lot of you out there were watching it but uh, Bradley Beal 
he's timing this well, killing it right now, at least in, you know, trying to get maybe picked as a reserve from the coaches, um, which is very possible. They won 124-112. He shot 15-22 of from the floor, 36. He had 38 against Miami the night before. They got in super, super late. Got in like 4 in the morning or something like that. They started sluggish in this one and got it going, though. So he's on a, he's on a tear here over his last two games. And Davis Bertans. I hope we see him in the three-point contest. Yeah, I think we will. Uh, I think we will, too. And I, he's got a cool three-point release, too. Uh, he's like sort of a bigger guy as well. Oh, yeah. He'll certainly I'll have like no problems getting through his racks, either. No, he'll, no, he's quick, quick, quick. <laughs> he'll fire those up in about 35 seconds, I think. All right, so those are the only three games on last night. Let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. It's an all-media edition of Worst of the Week. Oh, snap. You know you love your media members as Worst of the Week nominees. The nominees are in alphabetical order. Jason Doyle, Lee Ellis, Trey Kirby, and Jay Skeets. (laughs) I joke about all being included. I joke. But there is one No Dunks member who is nominated. Stay tuned for (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, my God. The second runner-up, who who is it going to be? Who do you guys think it's going to be? I, I don't know. We had. I know we were throwing out a couple possibilities to you. Uh, you ultimately make the decision. Like, uh, maybe the the oh the the Hornets was it the Hornets tweeting about the Pacers or was the Pacers tweeting about the Hornets? I can't remember. Very close. Okay, yeah, something there. Second runner up is the Pacers Twitter account. Okay. Indiana forward T.J. Warren spent his first five seasons with the Suns and was traded this offseason to the Pacers in exchange for cash considerations. No players. Just cash. Right. And when Indiana crushed Phoenix on Wednesday, the Pacers' Twitter account, they tweeted, TJ was just money tonight with TJ Warren's stats, 25-3-3. Beside those stats were cash considerations, the little cash emoji flying away yeah, I love that with, with the cash consideration stats, zero points, zero rebounds, and zero assists. <laughs> pretty, pretty good, but they deleted it quickly. They didn't want it out there. Why? Do you so want the, to so start a battle about? Uh, I guess the idea start a battle about transactional history on Twitter. <laughs> you know, it's like, Come on, that's it's the funny thing. man. I don't, yeah, it's you know, funny. That's why I've included them. I that's know. why I included them because I think that you either go with it or you don't. Yeah, uh, that's that's the thing. But it was yeah, it's a pretty good tweet. You know, it's it is, very funny. I love the cash emoji flying yeah, it was away. A great, you're right. It was a great graphic. It was. That's a funny line. The TJ Warren was money. That's great. Nice combo there. So what happened? Somebody posts it, and then somebody higher up in the Pacers go, hey, you can't. You got to get that down. Yeah. Right? Somebody somebody had to right. give him the X name. I uh, also wanted to mention this TJ Warren tweet from this week. Quote, not in my 30s yet, but surely it, I live like it. Not in my 30s yet, but surely live like it. He's wise beyond his years. He looks like he's in his 30s. <laughs> yeah. He's also a two-name guy. I can't say TJ, can't say Warren. Totally. He's both. Definitely. Right. First runner-up, the aforementioned Jason Doyle. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh-oh. When we did our mid-season poll episode, I compared the Pistons' situation to the Titanic and made the connection between Rose on the ship and Derek Rose on the team. <laughs> Just trying to survive. Skeets pointed out, as I wasn't trying to make it too obvious, it worked out well in that regard. Then this week... I made the same analogy, and J.D. asked, do you realize Rose was a person on the Titanic? So J.D., first runner-up because, one, he wasn't listening to our midseason episode <laughs> at all. Well, but more importantly, yeah, you tune out. Sometimes, sure. <laughs> um, but more importantly, he should know that I like to repeat my points <laughs> and really belabor them in a, in a Matteo fashion. Shout out to Matteo. He, he, likes, he likes to belabor a joke or two. Uh, so you should know me by now, J.D., well, Tess, 
you should know me by now. And obviously, <laughs> you don't listen to our show because I cut that out of the show. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> you cut out the fact that I called you or you were asking me about That's Rose? Right. Wow. That's right. Oh That's God. the power I wield. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did you? Why did you cut it out? What was well, the Because editing? I was embarrassed. <laughs> he really? has the final say, man. I get it, but... Are we not real? Wow. I <laughs> <laughs> So you know what? Put me right at the, the top. Make me the winner of Worst of the Week. Wow. How dare you? I no. censored myself. Oh, I want, I want us to be open to the public. Okay. <laughs> Everything I, stays I, in from now on. I, I, do <laughs> listen, I do listen to our show. Try to listen to everyone when I can. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't realize that you had cut it out. I got to be honest. Well, I'm a good editor. Yeah. <laughs> also, you listen at double speed or. Nah, or, yeah. I put it on one and a half. Yeah, like <laughs> you know what? You probably t- tuned out during that time. 100% I did. 100%. Amazing. I'm just trying. A, I only listen to our podcast just to try and catch a Lee dropping his kombucha bottle lid. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, there's a, an Easter egg in every episode. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but the worst of the week winner is the social media platform we all use. Twitter! Specifically basketball fans who are treating Zion Williamson like crap during his debut on Wednesday. There was a lot of fat shaming happening. A lot of criticism of the Pelicans organization for how they handled Zion's injury. It was just kind of cruel. And it was kind of miserable just to be watching Twitter for three quarters. Basketball Twitter used to be a more positive experience. On the one hand, our expectations of a basketball player playing in his first NBA game after having been on the sidelines should be pretty low. But on the other hand, he had a, a lot of hype coming in. And basketball Twitter, like Twitter overall, is now a place where many try to make their tweet polarizing in hopes of some RTs and some likes. Mm. And in a situation like Zion's, people jumped on the fact he wasn't thriving and tried to go viral by being straight up mean. I guess it's just a representation of humans. And, uh, <laughs> and you can follow whoever you want on the platform, only the good folks, but the heartlessness, it ekes out onto everyone's timeline. It comes through no matter where you are on Twitter. I guess the point of this little rant is go do some yoga, people. Chill out. Just chill out. Stop <laughs> railing on a guy who, quote unquote, looks fat oh my God. to you. Yeah. It wasn't nice. It yeah. wasn't nice out there. I, I would like to put Zion Williamson, uh, line him up with all of these people calling him <laughs> fat. Yeah, okay. Let, let's let's really find out about that. It's ridiculous. Here. I'm with you on that. So that's it. Uh, he's 285, 6% body fat, apparently. That's a pretty good body fat percentage, if that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's good. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually just happened to be in the, the kitchenette with someone. It was uh, a nice lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, we were talking about the body mass index. And I said. <laughs> yeah, sure. 9, as, a, as 9 a.m. BMI talk. Yeah. <laughs> it was lunch. It was lunch oh. yesterday. Oh, it was, yeah. a, it was a Thursday Thursday session. It was a noon session. I was put a salad, putting a salad in a bowl. <laughs> She commented, oh, being healthy. And uh, I said, yeah, sometimes, you know, the holiday eating, it's it's just rolled over into January. And, and you know, I started com- commenting about the body mass index. And I said, I'm on the, I'm on the threshold of being overweight. And she said, you, you. <laughs> and then she said, I'm actually obese on the body mass index. And I said, that is nuts. That is absolutely <laughs> nuts. Because it's it's incredible. The body mass index is just not fair. Don't look at that BMI yeah, it's thing. Stupid. It is stupid. Zion Williamson would be obese times four on oh, that yeah. thing, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. 
Can I add? Moving a, on. Can I add like a, a last second uh, addition to worst of the week? Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you yesterday I'm headed to New York a little bit later today to see my buddy Grish to go to the Knicks game tonight. See the against Raps. who? The, uh, Raptors. Oh, oh awesome. Homer. Um, he just sent me. So we don't have tickets. I said right. We're you know looking at the game time app and checking the other ones, keeping our eye on those prices. He just sent me uh, the possibility. He goes uh, feet on the floor? Question mark. What do you think? Seats cost oh. to sit tonight, first row, you know, Ooh. the VIP seats basically, um, to see tonight's game, Raps Knicks in MSG. I mean, one ticket, 1100. <laughs> 11. <laughs> Uh, we would be buying those for eleven hundred. Yeah, no. Ooh, <laughs> two, I guess. Two grand. Nope. Forty-eight hundred. You're very close. Wow. Four thousand six hundred and thirty-six dollars. <laughs> One ticket. I wonder why James Dolan won't sell the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> two of those you could buy your own Homer. You could buy a house. Ten grand. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Oh my God! Why is Why? that the Game Time app or I, I don't know which one he used. It's either SeatGeek, um, Game Time, or uh, Ticketmaster. It looks I, like it might be um, SeatGeek. It's SeatGeek, yeah. He's not seriously considering that. Oh, he just bought you one too. You coming? All right, sure. <laughs> but I forbid no, anyone to spend that much money on a regular I season forbid. game. I forbid it. <laughs> if you're going to spend ten thousand dollars for a ticket at any sporting event this regular season, give me the money. I, ref- I, re- I forbid anyone to spend that much money on a ticket. Wait, it's wait, wait, ridiculous. wait, 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 So give you the money. Well, they're giving the money away for a two-hour experience, yeah, so just what give it get, to me. What do they get when they I'll give it to you? I'll buy them a ticket. I'll buy them a ticket to sit up in the nosebleeds, so they still get to see their game, but Jeez, they still get to spend What a deal. <laughs> what a deal, man. I just can't believe anyone would spend that much money for a meaningless regular season game. For the experience? No. <laughs> If you would like uh, 5% off your next deal at Lee Geek, <laughs> just enter the promo code NODUNKS. Hey, That's uh, at Lee Geek. I'll, uh, I'll best humble deals brag. Seats. I've sat courtside, front row, like there. It's a great experience. Well, how the hell did you get those? Through Turner. I didn't pay for them. That's what I'm saying. I would never, ever pay that for that experience. Well, Turner paid for them. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> Someone else can pay for it. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get to the nickname game, JD. Really, the number one draft pick, Grimace. What's your problem, Jumbo Chunk? Skeletor seems to like it. All right, that's All right, it's the nickname game. We do this every once in a while, uh, in lieu of the pun gun, because there's just not a lot of puns out there, not a lot of topics. <laughs> the Grammys are this weekend, but we do music all the time. Mm. So uh, let's play the name, the nickname game. Shout out to Jack who gave us this idea. Uh, basically, there's a lot of guys in the league that have nicknames, but there's a lot that don't. So mm. I jumped on Basketball Reference. I found some players that don't have nicknames. And everyone deserves a nickname. So we're going to hand some out. If you missed it last time, here's how it works. I'm going to say a player's name. We're going to go around the table saying the first thing that comes into our heads. It's simple word association. Whatever the fifth word or phrase ends up being, that will be assigned to the lucky player. Any questions? No, no, no. no. All right. You will, you will point at who will start the game? Yeah, we're going to go around the table. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, so Trey's starting. This uh, this guy's brother, Steph Curry, has many nicknames. Steph, Babyface Assassin, Chef Curry, the Human Torch. But his brother doesn't have any. So here we go, Trey, Seth Curry. Slippery Seth. <laughs> Skiing. Wet. <laughs> okay. 
Water. Swimmer. Seth the Swimmer. Seth the Swimmer. That's your new nickname, <laughs> Seth Curry. You don't like it? Um, <laughs> not our best work, That's I'd not say. The best. Not That's our best, best work. Best. Okay, let's try okay, this one. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Try again, try again. I don't know much, much about this guy. It's his first year in the league. He's on the San Antonio Spurs. It's Drew Eubanks Skeets. Uh, game show. Host. <laughs> Microphone. Stick mic. Stick. Drew Poppin' Peas Eubanks. Mm. <laughs> Poppin' Peas. Poppin' Peas. Drew Poppin' Peas. <laughs> Can't even pop peas oh, on man. his mic. That's a lot of pressure yeah. to be the fifth one. Yeah. Like, wow, wow, this it is, is. coming. This is going to be dumb, or it's going to be good and dumb. <laughs> Popping peas. Popping peas. Uh, okay, here we go. Why uh, did I say game show? By the way, on Eubanks. I don't know. Because Eubanks sounds like a game show host. Okay. Is there a Eubanks? Yeah, I Kevin, think there... Kevin Eubanks. Uh, oh yeah, maybe he's a a band leader though. I think. Oh, oh that's right? oh that's Kevin from. Oh, uh, you're right. I was thinking Kevin Eubanks, Kevin Eubanks, who I thought was for whatever reason a game show guy, but you're right. It's the it's the Tonight Show guy, the guitarist, and he's a composer too. Oh, that's yeah, he's, right. yeah. he's on Fallon. Okay, yeah. wow, I got us off to a weird start there. <laughs> no, it was actually it would have been. That's a great nickname right there, Game Show. Mm, yeah, Drew, Game, Game Show for Eubanks. Yeah. Okay, another rookie. Uh, this one's uh, on the uh, uh, Sacramento Kings. Kyle Guy Lee. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Guess. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay>. Mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mushroom larb. I don't even know what a larb is. All right, like a... it's a dish, but uh, oh. we'll, we'll rewind. We'll say psychedelic. Mm. Um, Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road. <laughs> That's a cool nickname. Yeah. That's your new nickname. Mario Kart. Okay, last one. Rainbow Road. In, in honor of our 99th show, he wears number 99 on the Boston Celtics. Taco Fall. Ooh. Task. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Fester. Uh, s- wound. Plasta. <laughs> Taco Plaster. <laughs> Your new nickname is Plaster. Uh, I hope we're just going to go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Friday fall, but. <laughs> Plaster fall. That's it. Mm. All right. Name game. The nickname game. Oh. I love it. Uh, nice. 0 for 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, was the be- what was the best one of the bunch? What, is, what were our nicknames in the end? Do you remember? Rainbow Road is not bad. Yeah. That's a good nickname. I don't know for Kyle Guy, but it's a good nickname. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to go with guys that haven't been around too long. Mm. Rainbow Road. Oh, Mario Kart. Love it. Okay. Time for a tweet of the night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. All right. I mean, I could make tweet of the night myself. Uh, oh, for, you should. <laughs> you definitely should. <laughs> because yesterday, <laughs> I'm not going to, but I'll slip it in here anyway. Yesterday, um, there was a New York Post article going around with the headline that said, doctors beg men not to masturbate with banana peels. <laughs> We've talked a lot 
on the show before about how Lee loves uh, a good banana. So I was joking, <laughs> oh, that's why Lee eats so many bananas. And then I remembered, oh my God, we have a hilarious photo of Lee dressed as a giant banana, standing in front of about 10 or 11 banana peels, looking very exhausted, like he may have just jerked off in all of them. Um, so of course I posted that with ladies and gentlemen, we got them with the two side by side and uh, I couldn't stop laughing, honestly, for about 20 minutes. Um, but that does not get... That does not get tweeted the night. No bananas this morning, though. No, we're out. We're out of bananas at home, ironically. <laughs> oh, no wonder you're so we relaxed. out last night, if you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, the tweet of the night, um, I actually tweeted from the No Dunks uh, Twitter account, at No Dunks Inc. yesterday. We're just a few episodes away from 100 podcasts with The Athletic. What's been your favorite hashtag No Dunks moment so far? And we got some great responses. So I wanted to share a couple. Okay. Shout out to everybody that tweeted in. We saw them all. I'm obviously not going to get to all of them here. And there was a bunch of, you know, duplicating or doubling up on things. But I love some of these. At Kick Puncher, the NBA Twitter episode of Squad, where I learned about at NBA Leave. Mm. Yes. At System Lords Tech, the throwback intros by JD were awesome. Gave me flashbacks of where I was in life during those iterations of the show. Also, the Hallmark Islamic catalog. <laughs> At range from deep, LeBron versus the horse. I thought you'd jumped the shark for a moment there, but that visual of a horse wearing boxing gloves and a helmet <laughs> nailed it. At Dan underscore Kipperman. Tampa boy. <laughs> At Alex underscore Horton underscore. When Trey started listing off and giving the unknown warriors nicknames, Kai Bowman, he's a showman. Eric Pascal, he's a rascal. I actually really, really liked that moment too. Um, at Josh Moore JL, the Rudolph rap. My girlfriend, my girlfriend was not as impressed though. He said there was a lot of um, you know love to the any four bar Friday that we've that we've done here on the show. Uh, at Philip Dule, JD talking about the beauty of Bowmanville, Ontario. <laughs> Very Pretty good. Little town. Uh, remember that was a thing that happened. Yeah, you lived in crazy Bowmanville for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You and I were both in Canada for a month plus. Um, at James Carson the third. Halloween etiquette is an all-time top 10 Lee moment. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about your Halloween <laughs> rant. Uh, at River42691, simply, hashtag, fartgate. Oh, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> we had a fart sound on the podcast, and we had to get to the bottom of it. What was it? Was it a chair? Was it a fart? Oh, my goodness. Um, at Connery The, JD's comment at the end of a pod about looking for his reading glasses to masturbate almost made my almost made me crash my car. Um, he was looking for a banana peel. Yeah. Um, I had that. It was like the I need. And then and then there were a, there were a lot of uh, <laughs> there were a lot of um, ones like this is from AJ. A breakdown of the difference between your greens and your browns. Um, also everything kombucha. Yeah, a lot of votes for booch and boost talk that mm. we've had recently. So uh, I thought that was fun as we uh, near 100 episodes. Today is show 99, so Monday will be episode 100. Can you believe it? Already 100 episodes? Crazy, man. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, but thanks, thanks to everybody, everybody, no doubt, for downloading, reviewing. Tell everybody you know to download the show. Yeah, I will say we had a monster, monster week this week. So I, I don't know what's going on. You guys look like you're telling your friends about the show or you're just downloading like crazy on every app you got it's that big men's health bump yeah maybe people we were, try to stay healthy out there we, we love it though so thank you so much all right pick and results presented by cash app this segment is brought to you by cash app the number one finance app in the app store 
Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like when you lose a bet that Billie Eilish is going to win more than one Grammy this weekend. Actually, that's a safe bet. She's winning Album of the Year and Song of the Year. You can lock that in. But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App also comes with a cash card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. Among other things, they work to safeguard the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty, which includes those of us who aren't religious. A friend of mine just got fired from her job for being an atheist. True story. There's still work to be done. But hey, when you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU. Don't forget, promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Last night's game, Lakers-Nets in Brooklyn on that crazy court. Tass swerved last night, took the nets to try and cover. Uh, I mean, you looked great there for three, basically three quarters, yeah, and then it got out of control. Yeah. So yeah, Tass picks up the um, picks up the L. Everybody else had the Lakers to cover, and they did. So it's close still. Lee ten and six, month of January, nice record. Trey and I in second at nine and seven apiece, and Tass now two games back at seven and nine. So tonight's game very important for Tass, though there is still basically a week left. Yeah, we got six nights left. Yeah, so, you know, no need to panic. Um, but what's tonight's game? I'm going with a different one today. I'm involving the Golden State Warriors. Mm. They're at home against the Pacers, and they're getting six and a half points. Mm. They're underdogs, of course, yeah. to the Indiana Pacers, who are visiting, ending a road trip in Golden State. Golden State coming off a bad loss on Wednesday night. Although, you know, they have been playing better, but... That one was a uh, was bad loss against uh, Phoenix, I do believe. Yeah. Here come the Pacers, six and a half. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Lily, if you know. I don't know yet. I'm just looking at the Pacers. Uh, what's the Broggy Dog status here? <laughs> uh, he's questionable, I do believe. From what I've been seeing, he's going to be your... Uh... Looks like he's out. Looks like he's out. With a laceration. Can I call, gotta watch that laceration? Did, so the, the Pacers are on a long road trip right now. I think this is game five of their the, five-game road trip. This is actually a game four. They have the Blazers still Blazers on next. Sunday. Oh, so, so this they're is two uh, and one. They're two and one. They beat the Nuggets, then they got pummeled by the Jazz. Um, that was a back-to-back situation, and then yeah, they uh, beat the Suns pretty handily. So now they got the Warriors. Give me the Pacers. I too will be. I too will be a pacer. I think they want to get this win. Get this win. Finish up the road trip strong. A win on Friday and Sunday, and come home. Brogdon's out. Concussion. Concussion. Interesting. It says laceration, but cool. Yeah, but according to uh, Rotowire, he's uh, he will not play. Jay Michael of the Indiana- Indianapolis Star reports. Okay, man, make your pick. All right, I think <laughs> I got a flight ticket. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll stay with the Pacers. Okay. Seven points is a lot, though, still. That's not crazy. They're playing the Warriors. They're playing pretty well. Uh, yeah, they, the Warriors lose a lot. It looks like they've lost uh, a billion. They lost ten in a row, then they won one, then they lost two in a row. So uh, I did it yesterday, taking the Nets because I'm dumb. 
And I'm, I'm panicking. You said don't panic, Skeets. I'm panicking. Six nights left down, too. Gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it. Warriors lose by six, please. Okay. Well, I mean, this is the funny part. Tass usually picks the game we're gonna pick from, so I was wondering when you were saying, oh, you got a different one here. I was thinking, maybe Tass is like, he's trying to get back into it. Yeah, so he sees when he likes. Okay, so Tass is the only one taking the Warriors to cover. I usually just take the latest game possible so the most people will have something oh. interesting to listen to because some people are listening tomorrow on Saturday. Do they want to hear about the Grizzlies and Pistons who played at 7? No, they want to hear about the Warriors who played at 10, 30. Like, that makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end this drop podcast with a little rapid-fire fun, JD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Earlier this week, Lee told us all about how Louis Vuitton is creating the league's first travel case for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. It's beautiful. And I'll tell you this, there's no way that gorgeous Louis Vuitton case won't be traveling in a case of its own when the Larry OB hits the road. What prize possession do you have that you'd want a custom-made Louis Vuitton case for, Trey? I was doing my photo hunt in my mom's basement over the summer, and I found a puka shell necklace, and I couldn't stop wearing it, couldn't stop wearing it. We were finally getting ready to come home from summer vacation, went to put it on, it shattered everywhere. Tragic. Devastated to lose my puka shell necklace that had been lost for 20 years, finally came back in my life. Didn't have one for a while, but then Tom Poro's girlfriend, Jess, <laughs> hooked me up with a puka shell necklace yeah. for Christmas, yeah. and that's why I need this Louis Vuitton case, because I'm not going to be devastated like that again. I can't see those shells on the floor. That's a nice one you got on there. It's chunky, right? Yeah. It's got a nice it's heft very, to it. Yeah, it does look heavy. You're right, because <laughs> they usually look pretty light. Your beard almost covers it up, though. You need to... Extend back. it. Or, yeah, extend it. <laughs> oh, Big yeah. baggy puka. <laughs> Skates. I uh, I struggled with this question. I, I The more I thought about it, I do not have a lot of prize possessions. Mm. I really, <laughs> and I think that, you know, that's. A, I, I just don't like to have a lot of stuff, the truth is. I, and I don't put a lot of uh, um, weight into things. I don't really care about objects mm. that much. I am sort of like that. But if I had to pick my a thing in my house and my apartment that I'd be sort of upset if I lost or got broken or something, it would probably be my travel magnet collection. Yeah. <laughs> because... It's impressive. You know, it's what Nora and I do. It's the only thing we buy when we really go on trips. Um, and we've obviously been able to go to a, you know, fair chunk of the world, I would say, for uh, being uh, not in my 40s yet. Um, so, yeah, I guess something for those magnets. And, and some of them are quite fragile, too. So you maybe a little nice magnets. little case there to put them all in so I don't lose them. Great idea. Late? Uh, back in 1995, I went on a trip to England and I bought a cricket bat. Beautiful cricket bat. I bought it back to Australia and uh, started using it and it split mm. like a crack because yeah. you have to wear it in. You have to break it in. I don't know if you do that with baseball bats or not mm. where you kind of, you knock it in, it's called, where you sort of soften up the wood a little bit. Okay. Anyway, so I did that and it still cracked. And so I sent it to, it was a Slazenger cricket bat. So I sent it to Slazenger Australia. I said, hey man, you guys sold me a lemon. <laughs> I didn't have any idea if they were going to respond or whatever. Anyway, they sent me back a cricket bat with the autograph of my favorite player of all time on this bat. They sent it back to me. It was perfect. I couldn't believe it. So I've got that bat at home. I've used it. It's got its own little bat bag, but if I could get a Louis Vuitton case for that now, oh, man, I'd love that. No one has ever been sent more things in the mail from companies or organizations than you, I'm led to believe. I'm serious. I'm I'm so shocked that they sent me back the cricket bat of my favorite player with his autograph on it. It's incredible. (laughs) Incredible. That's good customer service. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Next one's from Julio. 
Hey, no dunkers. With all the Costco talk on your recent episodes, I'm appalled that there has been absolutely no mention of their legendary rotisserie chicken. Mm. As a self-proclaimed Costco savant, I firmly believe that if you walk out of a Costco without a chicken, you're doing it wrong. Julio, <clears throat> I couldn't agree more. What's something that you're adamant that there's only one correct way to do, Trey? I've been watching a lot of Bon Appetit test kitchen videos, and Andy Baragani makes a mushroom larb. That's why mushroom larb is in my head. And he has a new way to cook mushrooms that gets them nice and crispy, nice and earthy. Mushrooms are easy to make poorly, and these turn out all right. So uh, if you're making mushrooms at home, look up Andy's recipe. Get them nice and nutty. I'm also sticking with food. There is only one way to make the perfect grilled cheese. And it's keep it simple, okay? White bread, processed cheese slices, <laughs> butter, mm-hmm. and then you have ketchup that you're dipping it in. Yeah. That's it. Medium heat. Don't crank it. Slow. Slow. But you don't need the fancy grilled cheeses at all. Okay? You don't need the Havarti in there. You don't need <laughs> French bread or anything. Keep it simple. That's the beauty of a grilled cheese, and that's why it tastes so damn good because it's still quick. That's it. Perfect. Uh, Matty O is yelling at his iPhone right now. Lily. I stumbled on this method late at night, and now I cannot be convinced there is any better way to do it. So when you wake up in the middle of the night and you need a pee, <laughs> walk into the toilet, don't turn around, keep going straight, and pee. <laughs> also, you told me that it was going to be the third question. That's the second question. I've so. got it as no, third. You, my... you screwed that up. Yeah. Gonna, are you going to edit that out? Yeah. <laughs> that's question. Yeah, that's on you, man. All right. Well, it's staying in. It's all staying in. Yeah, from now on, it's all staying it's in. It's all staying in. All right. This last one's from Blake H. No dunks dogs. I recently tried to explain the origins of beach stepping to my fiance. And why it's so funny, that song has stuck around for so long. But understandably, she didn't think it was all that funny. Good news, though, the wedding is still on. What's something you think is funny, but would have trouble explaining to someone? Trey. I follow an Instagram account called Ordinary People Memes. And it's just like a headshot of like any old person working at a bank or something. (laughs) (laughs) With like the most boring (laughs) captions on it. No, we have milk, honey. We already have milk. Oh, boy, that's a stinky one. Sorry about that. (laughs) I didn't agree to raise five kids. I have three kids. Time to tell your friends to go home. They've been here every night this week. So, yeah, (laughs) if you're into weird, uh, very weird, very plain memes, ordinary people memes is for you. That's great. Following it now. Mm -hmm. Skeets. Um, Probably garbage reality television, (laughs) honestly. Like, I watch a lot of it. It's garbage, but it's funny as hell to me. Like Vanderpump Rules or Below Deck or 90 Day Fiance is Ooh. just a banger. Oh, um, Love that show. So, but you know, it's trying to explain why it's funny to someone that doesn't watch it mm. or it's like, no way I'm watching it. Good luck with that. Wait. I grew up in a house that had a lot of uh, classic British sitcoms on TV, like Faulty Towers, Are You Being Served, George and Mildred, Only Fools and Horses. Great, great comedies. Yep, me but, too. But really, not a lot of people outside of North America know them or certainly don't know them all that well. So I've got a few like references in my mind, but if I say them, right. 
people have no idea what I'm talking about. So I just want people who are listening right now to go out and check out two episodes. One, <laughs> Faulty Towers Communication Problems, absolutely hilarious. And then just a little bite-sized clip from uh, Only Fools and Horses where just Google Uncle Albert speaking German. And watch that clip. It's like a minute 12 or something like that. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> if you don't get it, I'll understand. All right. Nice suggestion, Sarah Lee. All right. That is Rapid Fire. That is another hopefully classic edition of The Drop. Thanks for joining us today and all week long. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to rate and review No Dunks on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only, baby. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. And keep those emails coming. Don't be afraid. Email in, nodunks at theathletic.com. All right, take us home, Clipper Bro. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, it's the WWE Royal Rumble this weekend. And since Lee was just suggesting clips, I suggest you go watch Bushwhacker Luke, (laughs) the greatest elimination in Royal Rumble history. It's so good. I I met both the Bushwhackers once. They were awesome. Absolutely awesome. We'll talk about that on Monday. Embrace the weekend, people. (laughs) 